0: There were times when literally seasons were changing and I didn't notice because my thoughts were so far off. Some people tell me moments in time when they've been iconic moments and I've been there and they're like, remember that? And it's heartbreaking to think that I don't remember it, but it's like I was there, but I wasn't present. And so, God's if there's something I could tell you, it's like when you get to that point in your business, it's time to reevaluate. The rest of the world was applauding me and celebrating me. But inside, I felt empty. I felt I didn't feel empty. I felt overwhelmed. And, yeah, I didn't like what the industry became, to be honest.
1: You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life with the life and stories of black women with drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant and executive coach and a leadership facilitator working with people and organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive. Welcome back. And I'm afraid to say that winter is on its way. Yes, winter came to Chicago this weekend. Not as cold as it can get, but it's letting us know that it's on its way. I would like to say I'm here for it, but I'm not really. I'm not. If I could just stretch it out a little bit longer, we can just have a little bit more warmth for a little bit longer. But it's starting to turn into that time of year where You know, when you go, you get in, you just don't want to go out again. (laughs) Getting into one of those. So, I've been spending a lot of time in and as much as I can and really focusing. And actually, you know, one of the things that I've been spending time on is focusing on 2020. So, whilst they're still working on, 2019 and the goals that I had for 2019 is I'm still at work at that. I've got my eye on 2020. The last week, you know, really continue to do that. It's it, the plan for that for next year is, uh, is big for me. I'm taking on something that's quite big and the plans for She's Got Drive and and the She's Got Drive community. And so I'm excited, but it's really challenging and that's really given me lots of food for thought and it had me reflect on and and this is really coming out of also you'll find in this interview with April in the part two like you know when we're making major changes in our life and we want to take ourselves on and we want to do something different it really takes courage to do that it really takes courage to do that to go beyond our concerns our uh, any anxieties that we have our fears that we may have And being able to step beyond all of that to do the things we wanna do in life and to live the life that we want. And I always talk about, as you know, is here living life by design and not default. And to live your life by design and not default takes courage. And this interview with April, the part two, you're gonna hear from her, a courageous moment for her and a courageous act that she did um, in her life that that really was it really really was so you'll hear that from her today you know so just remind you who April Walker is you know she's this inspirational woman who is a trailblazer it was a trailblazer is a trailblazer you know as one of the first people to bring hip-hop fashion to street style she created her fashion brand fashion and effect she opened shops in Brooklyn and LA she launched her uh, her current brand walk aware in the 90s and you know star people like Tupac, Run-DMC, Snoop Dogg so and has continued to do really good great work so you heard part 1 it was awesome and so you you i part 2 will not disappoint you'll you'll love part 2 too so looking forward to that one of the things that i want to do and you'll see is a download from this episode is you know there are some things she that we call walker gems she she her book you know um is on her site you can download from her site walk, from walkergems dot com and I thought that there are some walker gems in this interview, so I thought of pulling some of them out and just putting them on a pdf so you can download some of those thoughts that I think were really powerful so look out for that in the show notes you can download it off shellymcalpine forward slash What's this episode number 78? Uh, So there's the link in the show notes for that, to look out for that. And the other thing that I want to remind you of is just, just to come back to that planning for 2020, you know, the goalkeeper PDF that I've pr- produced this year and it's really like I keep telling you about it because it's really something you can use over and over and over again and as you think about 2020 is something you can pull out and use so again go to Shirley com forward slash goalkeeper and you can find the uh, PDF there to think about what is it the things that you want to accomplish in 2020 you don't have to wait till 2020 to do that work you can start to think about that now so that you can set yourself up um, to be in action as the year arrives and it's arriving pretty soon just before we get into the interview with April I want to remind you to do two things can I ask two things of you one is can you rate and review the show rate and review the show on iTunes, it matters to grow the show, it is growing, I'm excited about how much it's growing and um, you know in order to continue to do that, rate and review the show and the second thing is to um, share the show, find one person in your life, two, three, four people in your life to share the show with, who you think this show will make a difference to who you think this show will inspire who you think this show will lead them to take actions that are different from the actions that they're taking now who you think this show will really have them guide them in a way that perhaps they need needed to be guided so think about two or three people in your life and share the show with them okay well I'm going to just hand us back to um, April Walker, this interview. As you see, I really loved spending time with her. I hope you loved part one. If you haven't listened to part one and you're joining the show for the first time, my recommendation is to listen to part one, last week's episode, and then, um, then you can pick it up at part two. And if you listen to part one, then here's part two with April Walker.
0: I loved PM Dawn but I'd said no to them wearing walk aware. And it was because at that time we were we were you know, they just weren't in alignment with brand, right? Mm-hmm. You want brand alignment mm-hmm. and you had Tupac and Biggie and Tretch and all these guys that were like at that time hip hop out and PM Dawn came out with this mega hit that was so pop. Right. And they had a whole different look.
1: Isn't that the one that sampled Spandau Ballet? Am I thinking of the
0: same? I don't remember. I think it might be. I'm not sure. But I, I remember. I can't remember the name of the song, but I remember it. And they actually did their first video in here, in my place. Oh, they did? Yes. So at that time, so just a little history, more history. Hype Williams. Which you you should know, Hype did a lot of major videos, major, he did Belly, he did, he became a major, major director. Hype actually um, was from Classic Concepts, so he came mm-hmm. up under the Classic Concepts umbrella and then stepped off and started his own company, and his first video he wanted to do was with well, PM Dawn, and they did it in my apartment <laughs> when they were getting off the ground <laughs> as these stories are so incestuous.
1: Okay, <laughs> that so, that's a cool story though, it? <laughs> Really? That really is. And the other thing I want to kind of say is that even videos were still a new, do you know what I mean? The use of music videos. It's not like now where we don't even think about it. I mean, I wanted to take us back to times like I didn't even know if we had a mobile phone at that time. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like,
0: you went, you ran home to <laughs> be home at 4.30 so you could watch video music box right. and see what videos right. were coming on. Remember the box? Like... All of these <laughs> these things that came after. Remember when you had to pay like two ninety nine for you know, I think it was videos and like there was all of these different ways yeah. down south, but it was a whole different beast. And then it was our visual medium for us. That's when fashion started changing because before that it was segmented. So you had to maybe see it in a magazine. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I first traveled to the West Coast and saw like, oh wow, hip-hop is so different here like in terms of fashion and it was just so so interesting to me but then once yo and tv raps came out mm-hmm. and you started everyone started looking the same you know it was the t-shirt and jeans and white t-shirt the jeans and you know it just changed to like a universal hip-hop look where it was to me much more interesting before you could watch it and be everywhere, and everyone's home at one time, right. around the world, right. you know what I mean, yeah, so because then that's when we got more into less about individual, you know, being an individual, and more about conforming to looks,
1: yeah, this is what it looks like if you're into hip-hop, basically, there you yeah. go, the blueprint, yeah, right. <laughs> <The> cookie <laughs> cutter, right. and, and at the time, obviously, we didn't know that that still continues like today. Years, today 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 30 years on it's still so then how long did um, did it continue and then what what was it that had you shift gears
0: so it continued to evolve and walk aware so I got at this, I started my brand walk aware that was next so after styling and seeing all of these um, consumers and artists requests for A few things over and over. One was the rough and rugged suit. And it was a 14-ounce bull denim suit that I was making with contrast stitching. Um, I made the pants so they could fit inside the Timbs or over the Timberland Mm -hmm. boots. Hence, we have bootleg now. I made, I dropped the, 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 I dropped a crotch so that there was a little more room there. I I opened the legs up because at that time everything was like jeggings now yeah, that's but right, that's you know right, that's so right. i made more room people wanted more room in their pockets men couldn't fit their hands in their pockets so i made you know um, the illusion of sagging pants but they actually did fit on the waist they just had dropped pockets and deeper pockets and they were lower so that look took off in a major way. Carhartt and Dickie inspired mm-hmm. me a lot when because I love the workwear look. So I took that and mixed it with fashion. And so my focus was fashion, fit and function, making sure all of those checks were in alignment and um I checked those boxes. And that's how that's how we started. We were dealt with earth tones, mute muted colors and um, things that could be classic. I wanted things that you could buy today or wear five years from now and right. still have it in your closet. Right. So oatmeals, black, navies, uh, olive greens, you know, um, tote, you know, just colors that basically could go with a lot. Because, you know, I thought, like, my tribe, like, I might not have 20 pair of shoes, but I might need to wear that jeans with all of the shoes I have, right, you know what I mean? Right. Things that were very practical at that time. But what happened was I kept getting the same requests. And so one day Jam Master Jay said, you, you need to start your own line. And I was already thinking about it. But I took maybe five of my basics that were already staples and I created the logo with some great graphic artists that worked with me. Herb was in Harlem and Jabro was in Brooklyn. And we created the WalkAware logo and the WalkAware WW icon. And, yeah, we went to, it was, at that time, there was a trade show called the Spee show, which was at the Jacob Javits. Mm-hmm. And it was, we didn't want to do it because we knew nothing about Doing a trade show, and we didn't know if if one person would buy it, we didn't want to invest in that much in it. It was a few thousand then, and we were just like, "What if no one buys it No relative it was not a few thousand, it's a few thousand now it was about six or seven hundred dollars, but that was a lot of money for us, like if no one would buy it, so we instead we rented a suite because we couldn't control who would come mm-hmm. to the suite. And we only invited 10 buyers. That way, we didn't want to take on a whole bunch of orders that we couldn't fulfill. Right. And we invited 10 of the big boys, and they all bought. And so that was our first awakening to the business of purchase wow. orders and factoring. And walk had not been, while fashion in effect, by now I'm in the business for three years. But walk wasn't in business for three years. So... We weren't factorable, even though we now had $300,000 in orders. And wow. so that was my first awakening, rude awakening to the business of fashion and how it was working and all these hurdles that are put in place. With like, It was almost like subprime lending when you learn about um, the differences when I go for a loan and when mm-hmm. someone else goes mm-hmm. for a loan. You know, the 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 extra bricks that are put on top on my side. Right. You know. So learning to navigate through that territory was a process, you know. And And I, you're how
1: how old at this point? Mm,
0: I probably was now about twenty four, twenty five. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about twenty four, twenty five. And so I started learning and I started looking into licensing and I started doing licensing deals and you know every situation and every step served me through a lesson and those lessons I would grab the contracts Mm -hmm. I would pick them apart and we read them I would keep them I would copy them I would see where I made a mistake or what i should have added to it you know i learned how to write my own contracts and then send them to the lawyers so i save money and say this is what i need you to add to the you know and if i if i'm missing something tell me you know but you know when you're green you're just like can you write a contract can you give me a contract and this is what i need to do this deal because you don't know but once you start that's why studying is important mm-hmm. and really paying attention and knowing how to ask questions and what questions to ask are, are really important I think but you don't know that till you gain some experience Right. but once you gain the experience uh, the onus is on you to ask
1: so when you think about the times when you are in these rooms where now you've got old as a 300k you've invited the big mm-hmm. boys into mm-hmm. boys and girls into buy your Now you've got a massive order. What are you thinking for yourself as you're dealing with this? Because you're 24 years old. I'm just curious, you know, um, because, I mean, that's the thing about the entrepreneurship, isn't it? When you get to the essence of it. Right. You know, the ability to keep going, the ability to navigate what's emerging. Right. So what what are you discovering about yourself at this young age now? Because you've been in business for years. Mm Mm-hmm. And here you are, and, and it's grown. The growth has been incredible.
0: Yeah, it's always been a battle on do we play small or do we play big? Mm. You know, and when I say small, I mean self contained. And that's, and now in retrospect, that's that's all relative, right? Of what you think is small what you think is big. But right. at that time, that's how I thought, you know, um, I thought I needed to play big and so licensing was important and getting it because i honestly the world was asking for it at that time you know in a huge way just because it was so new and fresh to to culture that now we had clothing options you know what i mean so and hip-hop was you were hearing it worldwide the music so we wanted more options so it was great in the timing and i wanted to be there for that i didn't want to miss that mark i didn't know enough to know that you can't just sit there and wait and think that everyone's going to wait for you. You know what (laughs) I I mean? So I was like, we got to move with this. So, but you know, I didn't know that that would have a cost and a price. So, because I would have to find the right partners and I would have to find somebody that shared the the vision, your vision. And a lot of times when you aren't, bankrolling or the financier that Mm -hmm. vision can be different than yours Mm -hmm. or the people will tell you they understand the vision but once you get into a business partnership or arrangement whatever you want to call that and whatever that looks like is sometimes just like i said about going to school and doing it it's different it's the same thing when you do uh, uh, you sign a contract and then you get in business and yeah. start. So, you know, and I learned that the hard way as well. Um, so, yeah, so I did a, a lot of that. And, you know, we sold millions and millions and millions in sales and did all the tra- trade shows. And then, I think when you're creating, at 24, I still was, like, very confident and very, like, we're going to own the world, and, you know, this is this is amazing and magical because I'm still finding out. I started, like I said, that first factoring thing was, like, an aha. Like, ooh, okay, that's stung. Let's keep going, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But when you get enough stings, and I had enough in the business of, People basically wanting to, me making mistakes, but also at that time, a lot of people wanting to own my name and give me, frankly, really shitty deals Mm -hmm. and not know my worth. And I knew my worth. And so I never subscribed to those shitty deals and I walked away several times or um, they went awry or I just chose at the end of the day to remain uh, in my own world and keep creating Mm -hmm. on my own terms, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, but there came a point where I just, I I had a partnership with Mike Tyson and I was doing his merchandise in Vegas. That that was the last deal I did. And after that deal, I was like, I need a break. Mm -hmm. And that's why I know about self-care. That's why I know about um listening to that voice inside that talks to us all mm-hmm. and honoring it, yeah. honoring it. And it, it really can be scary depending on where you're at in life. Um, Most of the time it's scary because change is scary for most people, right? right? When we've been doing a certain thing or living a certain way all of our lives. And for me, it was a grind. It was a process. It was... It was even if, you know, I was making a lot but not making a lot because I was sustaining so much. You know, I had a New York, a Las Vegas showroom. I was in L.A. I was in New York. I had a staff, a team. Fashion business, you guys. You're you're talking inventory. You're talking warehousing. You're talking um, showroom space. You're talking trade shows. You're talking payroll. You're talking taxes out the wazoo. And then you're talking staff and then you're talking expenses and then you're talking what's left for me, you know? And if you do everything right in fashion, sometimes it's like maybe 12%, you know? So think about that when you get into fashion, you know, (laughs) but you know, you've got to love it. That's what I'm saying. You got to love it. And now that technology is here, it's changing the game. So that 12%, when I say that, that, that was 12% before, the department stores started asking 65% plus, and da 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 da. So now it's even worse. The game has changed. But if you are direct to consumer, it's a different world now. And that's why I'm here. Besides wanting to serve and be creative and bridge the gap and really pick up the bullhorn and continue legacy, I learned that I have to live with myself more than anybody else on this mm. earth while I'm here. So, learning to love that person is most important, right. To trust that um, you are enough. And it's not a title, it's not a position, it's nothing exterior that can make you fulfilled. You know, I think for me, spiritually, I need to be nourished, I need to be fulfilled. And that sense of self. And that self study and exploration, that time that I took off to know that person, I'd never done that. I went from college into being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and just straight grind, 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 grind. I mean, literally 17 hour days, like six and seven days a week. I wanna say six days a week, but honestly, it was probably seven. When I was out, I was social, but that was because I was going to promote at that time. So it was always pretty much working. And that's why I think mind, body, and soul fitness is so important. But I really think I want to really focus on entrepreneurs and creatives. Mm -hmm. Because we have a habit of saying, like, we love what we do, though and right. you know um it doesn't feel like work and and that burnout can happen there exactly. too but exactly but you don't know that until you've been there
1: yeah exactly kind of creeping up on you right rather than and that you we're not machines
0: we're not machines we're not we're machines, not machines even
1: though we may be operating in the machinery of, you right, know, right, work, right 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 we're not machines, and we take our body for granted, and we take our spirit for granted, and we take our we take it all for granted. Yeah, and that's the know? biggest
0: part. This life is but a blink of the eye. Mm-hmm. We have to nourish every part of it, so um, of ourselves, and 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 share it a- appropriately. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. Spend enough time where it counts, and I think that for me, what I learned is the internal. Work creates the external world. You know, your internal yes. creates the external. But you can't pour into everybody else's cup constantly, and without pouring into your own. And I did a lot of that in my early days. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was big.
1: So when you when you so when you stepped away, how did you start to? Um, decompress decompress how did you start to re-energize and and what did that mean in terms of you like planning out your what your life would look like now so when I first stopped I
0: um I you know I I kind of stay busy in different ways I'm a (laughs) <laughs> I can't sit too still but it was way slower you know what yes. I mean it was way slower because I yeah. didn't have all that pressure I did things I liked so I wanted to I thought I wanted to be a costume designer until I did it but I tried this movie I, I did the costume wardrobe for a small feature it was called King of Hearts or something like that it was years ago mm-hmm. and that was interesting and then I did Lilith Fair Tour I did the merchandising for erica badu and went on tour for Mm -hmm. her with the summer that was fun and that was very empowering uh and then i did you know i did different projects like that for a while i also wanted to i thought i still wanted to be attached to fashion but so i did a small um i i did so i wanted to do women's i saw women's coming and and I knew it could be big. And so I created a line called Dimes. And I did a partnership with Anne One. Mm-hmm. And they didn't understand women. So I think after that one, I I was also the vice president at Fat Farm for like a year. I did all these interesting things. But then I just, by the time Dimes and Anne One was like, we we parted our ways amicably. I just was like, I don't, I don't want to look at fashion anymore know uh, and and so i this is about the year 2000 mm-hmm. and i picked up a camera with some some film friends that i knew they took me to bnh photos right and i went and got all of this equipment and started documenting urban fashion just everybody that i had access to from right. dame dash to you know um russell simmons and all these guys and just talking to them and just interviewing them about what was urban fashion what did it mean to them and you know just i saw the beginning of the incoming mm-hmm. and i wanted to have that so i amassed maybe a hundred hours of content there wow i started traveling around the world i went to japan i went to europe i went to uh, at that time they had um, Miami Fashion Week, Urban Fashion Week, I was going down there and all these different interesting places and just documenting it, just getting a lot of video footage for that. And, and yeah, I did that. And then I started a pet shop because I couldn't sit still. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, this time off, right? Sounds but, random. I know, the but, pet random. but like, the pet shop, like, what it was, was I didn't want to deal with people, to be honest, for a while. And I always loved dogs. And my neighborhood was going through some serious gentrification and I saw how dull concentrated it was and then I said, I'm going to do this. I, I see this in my head, this all natural pet boutique with like selling fly beds and home furnishings and, and clothing <laughs> and all the leashes, the collars and right. the best you know, all natural, you know, organic food. And so I, that's what I created, like this plush environment for that. And, and then one day I opened the, the Times and it was like our zip code was the most dog concentrated neighborhood in the country so I was right on target with wow. it and we did really well for a minute and then target opened around the corner and that just I saw the shift you know yeah. um, and so I, and the other thing was once I created it and it was beautiful and I saw it having to be at one place every day for me was like death. <laughs> and so <laughs> I lived out the so beast. So you know yourself. Like, like, I, about, yeah, like, I was like, no, yourself. we're not going to do this long time. So, you know, but I did what I did during that whole time. After that, I took time off, just just took time off. And I, I, I had some real estate and I had a place in the Poconos and I would go up there. I was here and... I just spent a lot of time with God. I spent a lot of time with working out. Um, There was a time I was doing therapy, Mm -hmm. and I just really slept a lot, slept good, ate good food. I cooked a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, just rested, you know, listened to my thoughts. Yeah got to know myself and just chilled you know it
1: sounds like really a, like a time of really grounding it's it like was. that's what i that's what I, I, I can like see in my mind's eye like before that movement where you're moving so fast like you're not even right and that's then, what and was then happening this is like really sort of grounding yourself and rooting yourself and then i got a dog yeah.
0: and you know i had the dog she she would go to the shop with me the dog helped me a lot, you know, because I think when you have to, it's like having, I hate to say it's like having a child, but it's like you have responsibility. Right. So, you know, literally, and, and she became, I think that I look back on it and I was like, it probably was dysfunctional, but she was my baby. Like, I, I, I remember when I did the Aunt One deal, I was it was a licensing deal. And I was mm. like, I'm not doing it unless my dog could come to work every day you know (laughs) we did that deal Uh, but you know I was serious she would get in the truck with me drive everywhere and she became like that morning you go out in the morning with the tea and you go and I took her for long walks but like to beautiful parks and and um and one was in Pennsylvania so in right outside of Westchester where I lived we literally lived attached to a state park behind us so we would be and in the same thing in Poconos I was on like an acre of just like green land that was plush so I love nature so those things like walking every Mm -hmm. morning walking every Mm -hmm. evening for a long time man that was therapy in itself you know what I mean to say it's not that deep you know what I mean like and just like getting to know yourself those were like that was that I think that was part of God's plan of like you're gonna be okay you know yeah.
1: what I mean? Well, walking in nature is it's, a reflective it is practice. So reflective. Yeah, it's a meditative
0: practice. It was yeah, it was so necessary. Yeah. And I still do it to this day. I don't have a dog anymore, but part of my morning I can't get my day started unless I get up and get out the house and right. I go for a long walk. Right. Every day.
1: Right. So then if we look at your now and what you're creating now and what what is that? what's what's this your today I don't want to just say your work world, but what's your world that you're creating because I think it sounds like you came to a very a very holistic space and place mm-hmm. so then inventing from that place what's what what have you invented for yourself as that isn't that is now
0: I realize that I feel like when I look back on my life, you know just as big as the creating i'm a I share. I'm a giver. Mm-hmm. You know, I did a post about Tony Shelman, who worked for me. Uh, Tony Shelman, if you guys don't know him, his name, he created Mecca. He created Eniche. He created Parish Nation. These are like mega big brands. He was my first sales rep. Oh, wow. You know, Bobby Joseph, who came here from Oakland and was this guy that was freelancing and I met him. He was at work, doing some work with the streets with Chris Latimer. He was my, um he was, you know, he was here like interning and working with me and, and then doing some work and he eventually became um, the design director for FUBU. Like the, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, and it's responsible for maybe a half a billion dollars out there in, in design work that's you've seen through the Joseph group with from everybody from Nike to you know A to Z you know but these are the stories like I there's like my sister who you know started with me like in the trenches started with mm-hmm. me who went on to work with The Gap and Jimmy Jazz and Y and Ralph Lauren and Um, all these people and academics so I I look at the seeds that I Mm -hmm. planted and I see how these people have grown and they a lot of them have come back like we got our school and our training with you more than anything else you know that's how we did this you know and it's like God will use us so i realized that I'll, and I, at this point in my life, my richest part of self is in the giving. Like mm. I have so much experience, mm. and it's what makes me feel most fulfilled. Right. So that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know? And that's what I'm doing. So like working with young people and trying to ignite their magic as early as possible, and getting them to be confident and curious enough, and the desire to own it and not be afraid even if no one else sees it, that they see it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. I want to do that with entrepreneurs, help them. If they're in the beginning of the road or if they and we all have those hump stages, or if they're at a pain point. Pain points are real, you know, just knowing that we can push past that and, you know, serving as a bridge. If it's inspiration we all need inspiration more than ever now in this world because we're living in such a Maybelline society you know that I want to provide that and I want to my goal is to empower others while empowering myself and to uh, really serve people on a global level and to touch as many lives as Mm -hmm. I can and impact them to push them towards their dreams so they can design the lives they imagine while they're here and yeah, I wanna I wanna do that. I love technology because it allows me to do that and a much amplify that mm-hmm. in a much bigger way. And so I'm still learning, I'm still growing, I'm still discovering, and I'm still collaborating with other people to to ignite those activations and projects. And I have between books and film and films and and fashion, you know. I have a laundry list of what I still need to create while I'm here. But, you know, I desire to do that. And then the other serious lens that I have is on health and wellness and what that looks like in sustainability, because I believe sustainability starts with us Mm -hmm. and understanding what that looks like. And then once we really get that, then it's, Like I said, internal, external. I think we'll care more about our environment and the world when we understand that with ourselves. So, you know, and then the part B to that is entrepreneurship and creatives and the burnout and what that looks like and reframing that narrative and making it a healthier lens. Yeah.
1: I mean, we... we, The the self-care conversation... You know, I think if we're not determining, if that's not coming from us, it's not coming from anywhere. Does that make sense? It's like...
0: Yeah, our communities need so much of that right now. So
1: much, so much. It has to come, it's kind of like akin to how you started. It has to come from that ground up, you know? And that we, you know, it's kind of like communities waiting to be saved and we're not going to be saved. That's I mean, right. it sounds like a depressing thing to say, but no, it's, it's like, like
0: we we have to save us. We
1: really have to. And I'm save all about ourselves.
0: the community, so it's like we have everything we need to save ourselves. Right. That's the thing. We right. have it. So it's just like shining that it? light. And and I believe in contagious behavior. Mm-hmm. So I believe like oh, I'm just going to keep igniting contagious behavior. And if you do it and I do right. it and other people do it, eventually it latches on, just like hip-hop did. But it has to be um, enough of us to make it cool, so to speak.
1: Yeah. this one, you know, um, you know, I've got osteoporosis, and I um, found out in May. And I, I made a decision not to, like, hide it. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have kind of just pretended like I just decided to go start going to the gym you know and then and I thought I was in such shock when I found out because I'm 51 because I thought that's what happens to old people you know and then I thought you know what there's something in this this doesn't this is about maybe this is me having to like share like absolutely getting this out because People look at me and then, some, you know, someone said to me this week, you're too young to have osteoporosis. And it's like, apparently not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're too young It's, like? it's right. just like that actually doesn't mean that you can't get it and, or you can't develop it. But it is something you can do something about.
0: Absolutely. And,
1: and so I don't want to pretend that I'm going to, I just decided to go to the gym. I, I decided to go to the gym because I need to deal with this. Now that I'm at it. I'm loving that what I'm doing and I'm learning a lot. And one of the things that I'm learning in this, if I was more active physically early. up to the age of 25, I probably wouldn't have osteoporosis is one wow. of the things, you know, um, I have, i had early menopause as well. So that's another, that was a factor in, in this for me, but I didn't know that about, I mean, I stopped being active, like with exercise probably when I was 20. Mm -hmm. you know like I've been and then I was like I'm done apparently no no and so we need to if we don't inform ourselves we need to share we need to be standing for our communities on the various issues around health that is affecting us and we need to pay attention we have to pay attention and the slowing down and being responsible. And I, that's a lesson that I'm looking, I'm looking at my life and I'm saying, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. You know, what am I doing and how am I doing it? And how do I influence what I do? And I'm remembering that I work for myself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So that's the thing about the entrepreneur, you know, um, I had to, and not We'd, to
0: play that comparison game right too yes I think that's really important well
1: that's the downside of social media I mean let's be real it is where where, where we see something someone else's life and you can think well how comes Absolutely. I need to keep how up come? with yeah so the Joneses are turned into the, the, yeah. the Jones online right. and trying to pursue that it's mm-hmm. just like no what's your dream and how do you create your dream and how do you do in a way that's like Balanced and holistic, and really includes Mm -hmm. you. you, There is nothing else unless unless there's you and your well being. I mean, there's no, there's nothing else unless you're healthy and well. You can't, you can't do anything. And uh, it reminds me of um Bonnie Weir's book that came out. I want to say about seven years ago, and she's the um, palliative care nurse, Australian, I think she was, and she wrote the Five Regrets of the Dying, Mm. and i remind myself of that when because
0: was it really good
1: yeah the four that in the top five isn't did i write that strategy i really like did really great at that business meeting wasn't it brilliant of how much i turned over this year no they're not talking about that they're talking about i didn't do pursue the dream the life that i really wanted I went down a road that was someone else's road. Mm-hmm. I didn't spend enough time with my family or mm-hmm. my children. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that are in the top five. And so, you know, even though it doesn't mean you don't have a goal and, around your work and so on, but to not get into the grind. Where you, you're not living. T- exactly. And where you can stop and you can, like, be present enough to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the difference of being present, like when you're out and you think there is a leaf on that tree, mm-hmm. versus as you said, I didn't even notice the changes in seasons. Been there. You know how many of us are doing that, like walking around and not even noticing the changes in season. And it's such like as we sit here, it's such a beautiful time of year, as it starts to. I mean, I love summer, so I'm a bit sad that summer's. Fall right. is today. one of my favourite forms. Fall time. is a beautiful time or autumn as we say in the UK. Autumn. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So I wanted to um there's a couple of questions that I always ask my guests. I like to um well the first one is you think about the most courageous moment in your life or one of them, what comes to mind?
0: Walking away from walk away mm. when I did. yeah I pat myself on the back, yeah do not choose me yeah, but it took it t- took courage because i mean for for many reasons, but a lot of times we like you said, keeping up with the Joneses and a lot of us worry about how it looks from the outside in. Mm-hmm versus mm-hmm. how we feel, and yeah. what's going on inside. So trusting that and saying no, it's not going to get better. If You don't deal with this, you
1: right. know. And but, what other people want of you versus what right, you want versus, of you.
0: You know, you know, you can make excuses like, oh, I've amassed all this. I have these showrooms now. I have this payroll. So many people depend on me. That was an excuse for mm-hmm. a while, you know. And then you realize. Most of the time, when you're not happy, your, your tribe isn't happy, right? Because they pick up yes. energy, energy feeds energy, yeah. You know, but you're doing everybody a favor by being good to yourself, never think you're not,
1: yeah. The burden that you're carrying, you know, and then it becomes like you're carrying a burden that's so not yours to carry. It's all it's so true. Right. A
0: lot of times, we make up these. These dreams and these lives in our head, and we get more and more in our heads, and we live in our heads. And most of the time, the thoughts that we have aren't even real, you know. And we, a lot of times, a lot of us I just heard a fact that said 80% of us are, are living 80% of the thoughts we have are from the past, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. then 80% of those thoughts are negative. So, you negative thoughts are killing us daily like mm-hmm. they literally kill people um because your thoughts manifest physically to a lot of us right. you know so you're carrying a lot of poisons and so just think about that you know and that's part of our wellness journey understanding about our thoughts and understanding about um, understanding our thoughts and being mindful enough to hear to to listen to them to look at them to sit with them, to understand why those thoughts are happening and where they're coming from, and mm-hmm. um, and then being able to have a process to work through that, right? And having the tools to do that. Um, and and they, I'm not saying it's one set of tools, but knowing those tools and knowing how to work through them, and and finding that finding that is golden. You yeah, know, finding that, figuring out your
1: your your approach to, right. to dealing yes, with, so your with your me. own internal because you'll you'll Cause notice your own pattern right yeah exactly
0: yeah so we all have our medicine but finding that medicine is key because that's healing right and then when once we start healing ourselves it's like we're never it's, it's a lifelong process it's never right. like oh we got it we're good you know it's it's a lifelong process especially the older we get the more if we don't get the tools early on it's definitely like it's like being some way some a certain way all of your life and then being like oh now you have to retrain that part and sometimes there are going to be triggers and different mm-hmm. things that take you there and it's just like riding a bike if you fall you just get up and you get back on it you just keep it, going yeah. you know and that's life yeah. you know so but having the tools is great because you can you know like no, I'm going to bed early tonight. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you know, like it's, it's 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 it, differently. You manage yourself exactly. differently, and you honor that, and then you learn that by honoring those things. That's a, a form of self love. It's loving yourself. It's saying no, I matter. I'm that important to me. Like, okay, bro, I'm gonna be good to you.
1: Yeah, and I'm taking myself to bed. Yeah, I wanted the other day. I was running and. um one of the insights I had uh, as a strategy was I knew that as I was running, I was going to have the conversation about, could I do it? You know, like I get to a point when I'm like, could I really do the next 10 minutes? And, and then I just had this thought, well, where is it? What, where is it? Is it in my calf that is saying that I can't? Is it my thighs? Is it, is it my breath? Where is it? Where in my body? And then just send it some love. You know, just like send that. it some love, you know? And that's what I did. So it's like, I was like, oh, it's my calf, just a little bit achy there. It's wondering whether it can keep going. I'm going to send it some love. Because I know I really that physically like that. I'm ready to do that. I've, I've done this run. I'm okay. I'm in good shape. I've slept enough. You know, I'm all right. It's just my mind mm-hmm. that's having that conversation that's saying, oh, you, just, you can just stop now, mm-hmm. you know? And then there are other times, like this morning, where I woke up and I thought, I am not going to go for my run because I know that I haven't had enough sleep. And I know that's just like doing it to kind of be brutal in a way. Like, And could I be kind to myself? Could I be loving to myself? And so um, whilst I have a hashtag never miss a workout, (laughs) (laughs) I actually today it's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be kind to myself. Because and it's really about and that's the beauty of being present. When we really start to have a life, when we're present, we're tuning in and we're checking in, versus being in a kind of an automatic response of like, Mm -hmm. right, so Mm -hmm. I should do this, I should do that. No, no. How do you feel feel right now? And this is something you ought to be doing right now. Mm -hmm. And you can, we can make choices that serves us. Versus,
0: and you just said something that's key, right? We can make choices. Mm -hmm. We can make choices. We can choose a different direction at any point in life yeah
1: and it is never too late
0: never for anything that we want to do you know never too late it's like if you don't like you know i posted that one time if you don't like something your reality change it and somebody sent me back um said yeah easier said than done and i'm like No, it's courage. It really is Mm -hmm. courage. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it can be changed. Right. I'm not saying it's overnight, but it can be changed. Right. You just have to believe it first.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I've seen, I mean, I've worked with so many, you know, I'm a coach. I've worked with so many people. And at the beginning, some of the goals seem really insurmountable. And in your own life, you know things that seem insurmountable in the moment, but you trust that you can figure it out. You know you don't need to know how. You don't have to start knowing how. You just have to you have to just start stepping.
0: Right. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you're right. It doesn't mean it's easy. So that for that person, easier said than done. Oh, it's kind of like in the background, it's like what's well, easy for you to say, right. kind of things. So like, well, I don't know what that means, but. You just have to start, and then trust. One of the biggest things. Trust. Trust and trust. Choice. Start. Mhm. Keep it moving. But I'm a believer that you can always create the life that you
0: want. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Living the dream, living the dream.
1: Yeah, what else are we doing? This is the question. That it's an overarching question. Of what are we doing? We're here to live the what dream, and the dream is our doing? purpose.
0: You know, and, and 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 it's fine. You know, somebody said, in when I say that, I, I'm being very mindful to your audience because a lot of us might not have figured out our purpose, mm-hmm. or might feel like we don't mm-hmm. have that. So. I'm being kind and being um, respectful of that because I do understand that space, you know. But in the meantime, it's just being the best version of yourself you can be. Exactly. And and being present enough to listen to those thoughts. Exactly. You know, because, you know, for some of us, it might be the best mom in the world. It might be the best... you know, person that it could be service of any sort. Whatever you're doing in life it's just like it's not about judgment as much as it about fulfillment and doing what you mm-hmm. love and finding that. Mm-hmm. Because we each have something to share in some way. Right. Even if it's a smile.
1: Yeah. And 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 how big that is. It it Do saves you know what I mean? for some people like it just could save somebody's is. day. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to end with one question. I don't normally end with this question, but can you define now what success means for you?
0: We just we just talked about it. It's this right. waking up every day and being able to live the life you imagine and tap into um, the gifts that we have. It's being able to have freedom mm. to create. For me, it's being able to do that without pressure. And it's being able to be independent but yet interdependent. Right. Because we're all connected and the more we kind of use those superpowers individually in a collaborative way, the more we're making this world a more magical and a better place. That's yeah. what I truly believe. Yeah. Community is. Yeah. So I'm living the dream and I'm so thankful for that, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna end there. Thank you so
1: much, April. You are welcome. I feel... um, I'm moved by, actually.
0: Uh, This was was special.
1: I'm moved by you. I'm moved by what you've given. You know, and um, I just think that not all of it's been seen and acknowledged, you know, the sheer contribution that you've been to so many people and that we all benefit from what you gave. And there's so, like, the kid that's walking around with the jeans that are far too low.
0: (laughs) I'm not responsible for that. You're not responsible for that.
1: But that hip-hop style, but literally, they don't even know who you are and that you've given and what you create this the the stylists that work today Mm -hmm. that whole industry Mm -hmm. sourced from you right and um so i'm really moved by you i thank you i thank you for everything you've given that has that is not been seen and um it's been such a privilege to spend time with you and um you know It's not every time that I sit and I watch a panel and I think, oh, I must speak to that person. There was something about you that I just thought, I just need to speak to her. So thank you for being willing. Thank you for being open and being so gracious. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate you. I hope that you've been inspired to shift gears in your own life. Well, I think that the thing that there's so much that stays with me out of my time with um April, and there's a couple of things I want to say. And the first thing is that I am inspired by someone who chooses themselves, their well-being, their health, and their integrity over what other people from the outside see this huge success. And like why how can you walk away from that? And it's really being true to who she is and wanting to stay true to that that had her have the courage to take that action. And so, um, I'm really inspired by that. And that our well being is far more important than anything else. Without health, we really have nothing. Without our our um, well being, we have we really have nothing. And for people who are struggling with different health issues understand and know that and for people who have lost people because of different health issues understand that and know that and we we only have one life to live so let's really really take care of ourselves in it so inspired by april's choice there that's really struck me and the other is you know there are so many people who have contributed to us that we have no knowledge of and uh, we think about the things that impact us today and the people that have taken done so many things that, that contribute to us in how we live our lives today so I want to give a big love and shout out to all those people the unknowns the hidden figures who have who do great work and we may never know and so that's the other thing that I'm, that struck struck me out of this time with April so what struck you what are you taking away what are you leaving with what thoughts do you have get in touch with me of uh, you can dm me on my instagram account at shirley mccalpine or you can um send a message via my website shirley forward slash contact me and there's always the she's got drive facebook page that you can also send messages by or comment on on this episode or anything else about she's got drive podcast she's got drive is produced by cassandra voltolina the music is by the awesome all-female band blonde the song is called circles thank you so much for listening until next time go well
0: and stay well